here. Quick note about this episode is there is quite a bit of screaming and loud singing, so please adjust your volume accordingly to not have your ears blown out. There should be some warnings prior to them happening by Mindy and myself, but just be forewarned that it does get a bit loud. Your mind is blown. My mind is blown because we are... We are embarking on an adventure unlike any other today. If you are an aspiring voice actor, singer, vocal performer, public speaker, gamer, streamer, the the vessel that you are about to enter, the spaceship you are about to depart in, and the world you're about to orbit is going to be one of knowledge, education, and everything you could imagine being condensed into one hour of pure <laughs> sheer amazing information i don't know what i'm saying next it's just coming to me as i'm saying what i'm trying I, to get I, to sold is me the whole time sold great uh today we we, we talk with uh, a vocologist uh, a vocal coach uh massage therapist mindy pack and as we get into is 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 been the vocal coach for celebrities like miley cyrus little nas x Justin Timberlake worked with uh, uh, Anjali Bahami, uh, the voice of Symmetra, so many wonderful um, artists and and helped them in their careers. I'm really surprised that more people are not using vocal coaches. Yeah. They're not protecting themselves. And, and we talk a lot about that today and the various things you can do. She is also Mindy is the founder of a company called the Voice Straw, where uh, it uses a technique called straw phonation, and it helps protect your voice, teaches you how to use it in different ways. Luna, would you shut up? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I promised Mindy during the show that we would not have any cat interruptions, but I I allowed her to come in post-show as we discuss this. have you ever worked with a coach in, in, in any capacity, Joe? Have you ever uh, done any sort of, of coach work on anything? Or, or like even like therapy or rehabilita- rehabilitation? Um, this is having a second grade baseball coach count for any of this? Uh, Just- I guess so, because that's that probably applies more than to, to what some voice actors are doing. Some people just get in the booth and don't even do anything. They don't even have a, they don't even have a coach. See, that is something I've been thinking about. For everything I've done... You know, sports, gaming, anything. I've even my own mental health. I've always had someone's help in any yeah. capacity. But when you think of voice acting, it's just you most of the time in there. Yeah, and you could vouch for that. I mean, most of the time, it's just you. Have you ever thought about doing gaming coaching? Like, like I've seen people do that, like teaching people, I like did. getting paid for one on one. Yeah, you've done I, it. I made my website, and I had back when Fortnite was popping out of the box i had yeah. people signing up for our lessons and it was awesome i love teaching i love meeting new people so it was great for the time yeah gosh well i mean who knows maybe we'll have to re uh re reevaluate that uh business stream for you if people are interested <laughs> Times are hard. in fortnite lessons is for i, I mean I, uh, hopefully we'll talk to somebody who does fortnite right. wink wink stuff uh but uh, is Fortnite still going strong? Because I know, like, is that a, is that they, still? I heard that they revitalized the game with something that I never thought they would do, which is like taking out building from the game. Which was I a, did hear that. Which is like 
the whole reason my career even started because of how intricate building was and i was able to teach yeah. all the tips and tricks about that and mm. it's just kind of crazy that they took it out so you know yeah a resurgence in that regard um, because more people wanted to play without building well a lot okay so let's say you just want to get into the game and play yeah. it you're gonna get stomped by like some you know i don't want to you know younger person who is yeah. just building the eiffel tower in front of you and uh-huh. you're just you know a confused little noob yeah and then you quit mm. so taking that out actually gives a mode where new players can just you know shoot the guns get the interior like well actually you don't get yeah. materials because you can't build interesting I'm but anyway anyway but see but the the, the analogous uh, version of this to reason why we're talking about fortnite right now is that you are teaching me and, and aiding me and giving me knowledge about something that you're a an expert in and that's exactly what right. mindy does in this episode is mm-hmm. we really break down the things you should be doing the things you shouldn't be doing the yeah. products you should be using how to use the voice straw um, doctors and physicians you should be consulting, the things you should be worried about if you're entering into the professional space of, of, of voice acting specifically and um, the resources and where to find them. This episode, I really think, is going to be the most educational in terms of pursuing a career with using your voice. And yep. we all use our voices. Uh, we talked about it off camera a little bit, but she works a lot with people who do like telemarketing. You know, people are just talking every single day and you want to make sure you're protecting your your voice and ensuring it and this is the episode to watch and listen to yes but i highly recommend watching this episode um if you're at that point right now go to spotify go to youtube and watch this because we do do a demo of the voice straw and the various ways of using it um unfortunately joe's camera decided not to work because we were doing a precaution uh backup recording but You'll see me, and you'll hear Joe, and you will hear the difference between both of us and and how it works with someone like me who's used straw phonation before and Joe who's never, uh, uh, maybe has never used a straw in his life. Um. <laughs> yeah, I just totally dump liquids all over that when I'm drinking and doing stuff like that. I don't use Yeah, straw. Joe is anti-swirly straw, anti-swirly too. You got to know straw. that about him. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Right on. Strap in. Get back and get, get strap back in. This is your flight attendant telling you all to strap back in because we're about to experience some turbulence <laughs> as we embark back on our on our journey to um, this episode with Mindy Pack. So right now you are in Salt Lake City. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. Based here in Salt Lake. Have a studio in Burbank that I work out of a lot, but based in Salt Lake. Okay. So you're traveling quite a bit, I have to imagine, from Utah yeah. to California. That's got to be fun, especially right now. Yeah, it's been it's been it, it's the last two years have been absolutely insane just because of where it's at. But yeah, I, I actually looked at thinking of relocating my family to L.A. because I mean that's a lot of my clientele is in L.A. and yeah. uh, it was faster for me to catch a flight from Salt Lake to Burbank than it was to go where I wanted to live and drive into the city. <laughs> that makes i mean listen la traffic is no joke yeah. uh so that's that, i definitely know that real 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 feeling um so very cool thank you so much mindy for for doing the show i, I think this is going to be a really really exciting episode uh we'll have already talked about your accolades and stuff and we'll get into them in the intro but 
I want to just kind of talk and learn about you a little bit before we dive deep into <laughs> your company, Voice Straw. This is probably going to have to be flipped or reversed because, you know, mirroring yeah. of cameras and stuff. <laughs> but we'll get into Voice Straw and all the wonderful stuff that goes along with that. But for those of us or the listeners here, viewers, listeners, wherever people are deciding to enjoy this episode <laughs> of the podcast, why don't you tell me a little bit about you, where you grew up? I don't know if you're from Salt Lake and kind of your schooling history with the voice. How did this all become your life? Was was voice something you always were fascinated with? How did this all come to yeah, be? Yeah, I mean, it's always been something that I've been interested in. When I was eight years old, I, I, I don't remember what I saw on TV, but I was like, I want to do that. It's probably, I don't know, Mickey Mouse Club, maybe. I don't know what it was, but I was like, I want to do that. So my parents are non-singers, non-voice people. They had no idea where to start. So they signed me up with this performing arts studio. And I still cringe to this day that they let me audition with a song from Poison. <laughs> Eight-year-old, I'm like, we pull into a drive and then we find a place to park. You know, and I'm like, singing this like <laughs> naughty, inappropriate song as a child. And they're like, yes. But um, that kind of started me on this like journey of voice. When I was 16, I got my per first professional job and I actually went to Japan and lived in Japan uh, in Kyoto, Osaka area, where I was working at this I don't even know how to explain it. It was kind of like an amusement park that's like Disneyland, but it's attached to like a Grand Prix circuit. So like we're there for mm. like the race car stuff. So was there for uh, a little while and just fell in love with it. Um, I was a person that never, ever had issues with my voice. I could do all the weird, crazy stuff. And I was just like, oh, everybody can do this. Not realizing that that's actually not the case. Um, and just kind of started, you know, going to school, figuring out different, uh, methodologies. Cause I'm a firm believer in not being stuck in one genre or one style. And so I really wanted to learn how, you know, from the classical side to a belting side, to even like a rock scream and to do all the different, like, I guess, you know, in efforts essentially for, you know, VO, but I, in singing world, it was just like the intensity of the screams. And so I started going down that journey. Um, I ended up getting vocally injured when I was, I want to say early thirties. I had, and everybody's like, wait, we got to talk about this. But I've talked about it. My son was kidnapped when he was four months old. <clears throat> I had an attempt of kidnapping my son and he's back. He's fine. He's safe. Everything was there. But how that manifested itself was a voice injury. And I had mm -hmm. never been injured ever and the ramifications that kind of came about it from you know the stigma of oh my gosh you're injured to your network of people who are like you're a coach you shouldn't be injured you're a professional singer why did you get injured but nobody knew what had happened because I hadn't talked about it yet and that incredibly traumatic experience changed the direction of my whole career because I was like I never want anybody to feel so alone and isolated the way I did after something that was so out of my control. And so from there, I'm kind of a hustler, kind of a, a go-getter. I started researching like rehabilitation, kind of figuring out the network of stuff and just started like knocking on doctor's office doors <laughs> where I was like, I want to see it. I want to learn it. I want to be a part of it. 
And because of that, I was able to become very good friends with one of the leading boy scientists in the world. His name is Dr. Ingo Tietze. And I went back to school and did this clinical vocology program, which is all about like the habilitation and rehabilitation and why the voice works the way it works from the mathematical equations to the air pressure and aerodynamics to why certain sounds sound the way they sound and how people have this amazing acrobatics and literally what's happening inside the throat and how to do it correctly. And so Mm. it was just this complete game changer for me you know, which, you know, going to school and all that. And he was also one who had done, you know, over 20 years of of science based on straw or tube phonation. And from there I was like, why don't voice people have this tool available? Like every other instrument has tools that help them. Why doesn't a singer or a a voice artist, why don't they have a tool? And so I thought I'm just gonna create it. And so I literally created this whole product, this whole sampling. And um, it just kind of dramatically changed from there, and it's now available to everybody. Well, uh, I I have done straw phonation throughout probably the last five years since I've known about it in my career, and it has saved me so many times. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of, and, and we'll get into more of this stuff. But as a voice actor specifically, for me, also as a singer and just a performer mm-hmm. in general, it is something I'm doing constantly. Like it is. The only tool, I guess, really in my toolkit, like, you know, there's various performers have all their, I mean, we, you know, voice actors have their microphones and stuff, or like dancers have their dance shoes or yeah. like their certain creams and stuff. But as a voice actor, I really feel like the voice straw is kind of <laughs> like that, the powder for the gymnast in, in, yeah. the, uh, in your backpack. It's something you can carry around with you, and it's the only real kind of physical thing, the, the tangible object that we have to our disposal. Um, that's like kind of a, a workout tool. Yeah, and it's based, and it, it's based off of pure science. And so, you know, it's not a, a gimmick, which I think a lot of people, until they really understand how to use it, they feel like it's a gimmicky type thing until they really like, oh no, this really works, so. Yeah. yeah, and I'm really fascinated to dive in, and we'll we'll do a little bit of exercises here for anybody who's listening. So stick around. We're gonna really go through the voice draw and kind of learn how it works and stuff. But a little bit more on you. So you you, you went to college, I believe. You went for vocal performance first, correct? Yep. And then you started studying the vocology and stuff. Uh, as you started getting involved in the professional uh, scene of, of of whether that's being a vocal coach or or working with voice artists. Who who are some of the people that you started working with to kind of um, help either help them with specific challenges they were dealing with or uh, just coming on board as a vocal coach and, and dealing with them on a regular basis? Yeah, so it kind of was an interesting process of how it went through. Um, I actually, in addition to the vocology, I ended up going back to school and became a licensed massage therapist where I kind of <laughs> started correlating the whole body component and getting yeah. like stretching tongues and moving the at like anyway how everything's kind of interconnected and because of that it opened up the door for a lot of um amazing you know clients that i work with one of the first um you know like the first client that i worked with out once i finished the the massage therapy stuff was justin timberlake and my partner is his main coach and Justin ended up needing some help. My partner wasn't available. So I ended up going out and finished the, you know, Man of the Woods tour um, with him and had a great experience. Currently with my list of clients right now, you know, that I'm working with here is I'm working with Little Nas X, Miley Cyrus, The Lumineers, Alec Benjamin, 
Um, I've worked with Brandy Carlisle, Halsey, um, some rock bands, you know, like that are famous in the UK also here. So, I mean, like a common, you know, the rapper. Oh yeah. So like a lot of different genres in a lot of different areas, because, you know, my whole focus is to set up the habilitation and get a really solid foundation so that these amazing VO people can, or VO or artists, whoever can go out and have this artistic fingerprint that makes them, them like these crazy things, but then come back and, and make sure that the, the tool that's them, the tool that's making them the money, the money maker is always functioning yeah. the way it can be at optimum performance. So two part question yeah. here is number one, when, when let's say someone like Lil Nas S or, or Miley Cyrus, how are they coming into contact with you and what are the problems that they are dealing with that you are suited to kind of help with why are they seeking you out to help them with this specific problem or what are what are the things that you're kind of uh lending aid to with someone who's working on such a massive level what are their challenges that you see yeah i mean i, I actually get this a lot because people are like why do they need somebody or why it's there and, and i always use the reference of you know people at that level that are using their voice in any sort of capacity they are vocal athletes so when we go to, you know, say an NBA game, why, why does the LA Lakers, like, why do they need a coach? Like they're all clearly skilled at playing a game, but that coach helps, you know, look at the plays as what's happening. So my role, regardless of who it is, you know, with anybody, and it can be a beginning client and it can be the, the VO artist that I'm working with. We're lo really looking at what's the demand, what's the longevity and what patterns are making things uh, you know, maybe making things more difficult and what things yeah. are they doing right? So then we can strategize working through there. You know, like if you take somebody who, you know, is a dance, you know, like we're, you know, Justin is a dancer and he's going through there. Like we're working with the choreographer, the trainer to make sure vocally we can have that longevity of getting not only the physical, but the voice also in balance, you know? So it really is unique to the individual, you know, background what they're doing and what our goal is so how we train for tour is very different from how we train for a recording project say in the studio versus a one-off show that's a live performance on say jimmy kimmel you know mm -hmm. if we're looking at a vo person you know you guys have to have incredible acrobatics because you get the auditions you know like you know I, there's some people that are like i'm only doing trailer work I'm, that's all i'm doing or you have people that are like i'm only doing animation and so they get yeah. in this bubble but really you have to have flexibility of your tool and so it's really looking at what are the patterns what are you doing so that you can have artistic choices and freedom and flexibility to execute what that demand is what are some of the things that you notice i mean we can talk a lot about voice voice artists um but i guess it applies to really everyone what are the things that people are doing that are very whether they know this or not, damaging or are creating, what's the most common thing you're seeing creating a problem for a lot of voice artists or singers or actors? Uh, there's probably a few that are trends that we see. A lot of it's throat clearing. Throat clearing is one of the worst things you can do because it's like taking sandpaper and <laughs> like right there on the cords. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Yeah, I mean, you got snot dripping down your throat. You got to clear your throat, but there's a healthier yeah. way of clearing the throat. Yeah. So throat clearing is one of them. Um, when, well, I guess there's a few. Throat clearing is one. Smoking is probably the worst thing you could possibly do for your voice. Um, so anything that's like, 
inhalation. So even if it's like, it's natural, it's not hot, like still doesn't matter. You're still inhaling and anything you inhale passes the cords. So, um, anything smoking related is one of, one of the other ones. Um, a lot of the, uh, too, is outside of when you're performing. So, you know, when you're on voice, you have your stage voice and you're that, you know, presence there. When you get off to be lazy, people tend to talk really low and fry, you know, mm. which is down here and that, and that's, you know, depending on how we do fry will depend it. Cause some people are nice and loose and fry and other people have a press and fry, but yeah. we always want to make sure where we're at is that we're in our optimum pitch when we're talking normal. Mm -hmm. Um, and let's see, what's, what'd be the fourth? I think the, you know, I just always say if, if it's painful, if it hurts, you're doing it wrong out the gate. Like yeah. don't keep pounding into that because there's something that's not working mechanically. Absolutely. I tell this to people all the time, aspiring voice actors. Uh, typically we work for four hour sessions at a time and some people were doing really vocally strenuous things or it's just constant, not really many breaks unless you're working with a good director in a good studio. Yeah. And they think, oh, I don't want to be a nuisance. I don't want to complicate this. I want to just keep going and powering through. And then the next day they have no voice. So you have to kind of be really responsible for your own instrument too. And, and I think musicians have a little bit more of that freedom for themselves they're more in control but voice actors were often at the mercy as we think of these production companies and studios and it can be quite dangerous um i want to talk about that i guess for a second is what is the process of losing one's voice how is that happen because it happens so often to everybody how what is the mechanics of how somebody loses their voice what is what is actually <laughs> happening inside i mean there's so many components to that that we could look at you know first off is the tissue healthy out the gate you know so does this person have allergies did this person sleep if you're a female are you menstruating because that will affect the actual thickness of your vocal cords which a lot of wow. people don't realize um sleeping crying um medications there's a really great site um that's available and i can send you the link as a reference where you can go in and look at all the medications you're on and you can see if that has a component for being having anything to the voice so if it's drying or hoarseness or anything like that so a lot of it's going to come down to the tissue health first mm. Um, also being really smart about what your vocal load is. So what are you doing outside of the session prior to that? And what are you doing to this prior to the, or after the session to see how that recalibrates back out? So tissue health, vocal load, and then also like, what is the vocal hygiene kind of going in there? Like, are we dry? Are we wet? All of that. When somebody... Um, and I think this is, I mean, this is where my voice nerd comes in when somebody's phonating and you hear like the orchestra tune to that and everybody's kind of tuning into that. Typically they tune to a 440. Okay. Which another interesting fact is before Hitler, it was a different tuning and Hitler changed the universal tuning, which is very interesting, but you tune to a 440. What that means is that's 440 Hertz. What that means for a voice person is that that means the vocal cords are coming together and slapping 440 times a second in order to create that pitch. Hmm. So when you're going up and down and going through here, everything out, you're having millions of collisions a day that doesn't equate for force or if you're grunting or if you're doing like the death screams where you're doing all the different distortions, 
you just have that general collision that's happening all the time to make sure that we're getting that balanced. So typically that's what we're looking at is how are those collisions coming together? Are we doing it with effort? Are we doing it with too much air? And that can lead into that. Hmm. Fascinating. My gosh, I, I, I can't imagine. I guess it must be the the Hitler thing you were talking about from people uh, <laughs> hearing on a on a global scale. This, I have no idea. That's a, that's just really fascinating. Yeah, I, I wonder if it will change again. I don't. It was. It's interesting because it used to. I mean, this is again nerdy, but this is. Like, I love there's it. A, there's a universal sound that you, the universe rotates on. You can actually hear. Like NASA has defined what that sound is for the universe. That's typically up through Hitler what we tuned our instruments to, which is why sometimes like, you know, the sounds of Beethoven and whatever that are going through there, you can hear it's a different tuning. And then Hitler was like, yeah, I don't like that tuning. And so he changed it and it merged everything in the world, I guess, just conformed to that. Fascinating. Weird. Fascinating. I love it. Uh, What are some things that people should be doing? And this might we might be moving into voice straw territory okay. here, but whether that be warm ups, vocal health, what are the things people should be doing before they walk into a session to make sure that their voice is healthy and prepared for whatever session, whatever that is that they're tackling, whether it's speaking in front of a class, doing a video game or a promo, or going on tour and singing in front of millions of people. Yeah, absolutely. So I usually will tell people if you have these two things, we usually can get the voice to work. Okay. One is the voice straw and the second is a nebulizer. And that's something that is different than a steamer and a humidifier. And a lot of people don't understand that difference. A Uh steamer and a humidifier will only wet your nose and mouth, but a nebulizer is made to break down the water particles small enough so that it can hydrate the actual vocal folds. They're small enough to pass down. Those results Typically, you only have to do it for about three minutes, four minutes, not very long, but those, that wetness, that coating that happens will usually stay for about two hours, two and a half hours. Mm. So when you go into a session, you're getting that to work the right way. You're getting, you're just hydrating. It's like putting conditioner on a split end hair. You're just hydrating that in there. So if you're feeling groggy or tired or, you know, just like that dry throat where you're just like constantly like what slowish sluggish, that nebulizer will usually help hydrate. Where does one find a nebulizer? Amazon. You can go, yeah, Amazon. You can go on Amazon. Uh, the one that I recommend is Vocal Mist, you know, like because it comes with these, oh, these yes. like saline yes. inhalation pods too. So um, that's the one that I usually send out just because it's fast to get this saline uh, and it's LA and it's a. It's not a, you know, distributing from overseas. It's like here in the United States. So I like that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so those would be kind of the two things. Um, One thing that I always tell, you know, the warm up and the cool down is really important because you're about to run a marathon, essentially, is, is what the vocal demand is in a four hour session. You're running a vocal marathon. And so you want to make sure that we warm up and balance a warm up does not mean that it has to be 20 minutes. If it only takes your voice five minutes to warm up, you're done. So once mm-hmm. the voice is warmed up, and I define warming up by if you can go low to high without, you know, that's in your range, without the cracking, pulling, tension, squeezing, um, and your voice is feeling resonant, it's feeling controlled, you're warmed up, you stop, and then you just go into the session. And then afterwards, it's really important to do a cool down, which a lot of people miss that component as well, because it's like, I'm just not going to talk. 
Well, what happens is when we go in and do a session, no matter what it is, it doesn't matter if it's easy. It could be, you know, this podcast because we're just talking normal, but we're putting in vocal demand and it's important like a runner. If you're running and you get a rock in your shoe, sometimes you can't take that rock out in the middle of the marathon. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's there. When that rock is in your shoe, you're going to start compensating and making different choices because you have this rock in your shoe, which then can lead to other things. After the marathon, you have to dump that rock out and restretch to get the body back in alignment. The same thing vocally. You're screaming, you're video gaming, you're doing the exertions, whatever it is, you're doing an extreme. You're, it's not a normal range of what the voice, I mean, the voice is amazing, but it's not a normal, it's an extreme. Yeah. And so you got to bring it back into that normal, that home base, so that then you're not limping vocally moving forward. We're just getting it regrounded and recentered. Mm. You know, it, it, it's probably a really interesting time right now for uh, vocal athletes, as you put mm -hmm. it, because I, I experienced this, and I'm sure many people you've worked with and just people in the world, listeners have experienced this. When I, I had COVID, I remember my voice was so messed up mm -hmm. from, from after that, and I was dealing with all the mucus, and I was dealing with, uh, basically, I sounded like a frog, mm -hmm. uh, stuffy nose, the nasal drip, all that stuff. What what is the and, and I was trying to do every, I had a session very soon after I was doing like the the lozengers I had mucinex I was doing the nasal spray I was everything I could so I'm like I need to do this session I need to be good it needs to sound consistent from my previous session I was doing neti pots what do you what like what, what is your opinion on on doing that or what is like the best way of recovering from something like COVID to get back like is it again just using the nebulizer and voice drawing or is there really no <laughs> cure? Is there really no cure except for rest? <laughs> yeah, I mean, COVID is its own like sticky wicket for sure. Um, the yeah. nebulizer for sure helps. And that's going to, you know, people's symptoms are different. So if you're a massive cougher during COVID, you for sure want the nebulizer and the straw to help reconfigure. Because when you're coughing, you're, you're clenching in on that. So yeah. we have to rebalance. If you're a mucusy person and you have that constant drip, then 100% getting that to break down with the Mucinex. You know, I'm not a huge advocate of steroids, but if we had to look at a steroid that's limited, yes, that's something you absolutely do not want to be on long-term. Um, and the neti pot's great. The one thing with a neti pot or any kind of sinus rinse is a neti pot is made to be replaced every 30 days because of the bacteria that can grow. So if you're someone that doesn't clean the stuff or really like detail it out, then I would look at a, a sinus rinse instead of the neti pot. And you mm -hmm. want to make sure that you're always using distilled or boiled water and not yeah. using the tap water, which, you know, that's one thing you just, some people get lazy and they do that, but you don't want to mess with that one. Yeah, I was definitely in the science lab making sure like I had all the, I was like, all right, I need to make sure I have this. I've got this, that this was clean. Yep. I was like in such a panic mode. I remember when this happened. Uh, gosh, it's so uh scary when you get into a point where your body is just fighting against you and I miraculously I mean through doing straw phonation oh. through constant tea and and um nim jam which is like a um yeah. thing a lot of voice I'm sure you're familiar uh -huh. with it a lot of voice actors use. I was just doing every I was literally had like the whole pharmacy ready to go <laughs> to get my voice back it was gnarly yeah. um, I think that just kind of like depends on what you know everything works differently for everybody yeah. yeah, for sure. And it's interesting because people who have had COVID who are professional voice users, bouncing back has taken a lot longer. Than, yeah. And I think it's because we just know our voices so intimately. 
And because that is where like we hold stress, tension, emotion, like everything's there. It just takes a minute just to, to love it back out again. So, yeah, it's, I've, I've experienced it myself in different points of my life, just needing different things or the recovery process being at different times. Yeah. The Um, one thing that I would suggest too, which we've seen some, you know, and then there's no like science data on it or anything like that, but something that's showing up to be kind of a common thread is people who have had COVID is a slight paralysis, like actually Mm. on the vocal cord. And so I would strongly suggest if you are someone who had it and after your two week period, maybe going on that 21 days, if your voice isn't back, you probably should go see a laryngologist and just make sure that neurologically everything's moving again. Cause there's been, I'm not going to say a lot, but enough to see a pattern that there could be a possibility of that. Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. I want to I want to do a really cheesy segue as I take a sip of tea. Perfect. Oh, wow, I got my mouth very weird uh, <laughs> for anyone who's watching that. But is there any kind of products like tea? I mean, uh, teas or like I was talking about Nimjom. Are there certain things that you recommend taking or certain drinks in order to maintain vocal health or help with specific things? Are there kind of favorite products that you have for people to be drinking or consuming? Yeah, I mean, I have a, I call it a vocal 911 kit that I travel with <laughs> that has a <laughs> bunch of stuff in. So anything that like lozenges, teas, all of that, nothing touches the vocal cords. And so if you did, you'd choke to death and die. Literally. That's why when you say mm. I swallowed down the wrong tube, that is why. Um, so I think it depends on what you're needing. Slippery, slippery elm root, which I think Nim Jong has in it. That's, that's one thing that right really helps <laughs> to keep like, like just that hydration kind of consistency. Um, so I, I mean, I love that stuff going in there. I love, um, a product called vocal zones. Um, it's kind of a lozenge to suck. I, it has a little bit of menthol in it. My voice reacts very well to menthol. Other people, it could be a reflux component. So it's just, sure. but they have different things, but that lozenge helps soothe. Um, so I love that one. Um, I take, I have a bunch of on guard products or doTERRA. I'm a big kind of like natural kind of person. Sure. Um, so I take regularly a product called on guard through doTERRA, which is a immunity booster. So I'm constantly on it so that I don't get sick. Um, knock on wood, you know, <laughs> I got you it. too. Uh, I'm one of the ones that hasn't had COVID and I think I've been on like 400 flights in the last like three years. So it's like, I'm like, knock on wood, I didn't get it. Um, Your immune system is very evasive. I know, I'm like, it's on guard. But I can't (laughs) say that. Um, I love, there's a product that I really love called AquiGel um, that I have and it goes in your nose and it's a water-based. So like if your nose is feeling dry all the time or nosebleeds, for a lot of people, altitude, if you're jumping back and forth, it just helps all of that. Um, so yeah, there's, I mean, you can find a bunch of products that I use on in my 911 kit. It's on my website where I just like have links that go out to be like, hey, these things are awesome. Well, I'm sure this product is in your 911 kit, which is the <laughs> moisturizer we brought it before. Number one. <laughs> so we talked about it for a little bit, but what what was the, the, the true inspiration, I guess, behind creating this? How did you go about creating it? What is kind of the the inception of, of how you becoming this entrepreneur, distributing these, selling these, how and why did this come to be? Yeah, so when I went back to school and started doing this vocology program, we had to do all these hours in a lab, you know? So it's just like, 
out with all these different meters and metrics and, and everything else. And we were doing tube phonation. And at first I was like, this is, I was one of the gimmickers. Like, this is so dumb that singing <laughs> through a straw is actually going to work. And it wasn't until I started seeing the importance of what back pressure means and what a term called inertance means, which is acoustic energy. And when you start figuring out how that can help benefit you, it just kind of started like game changing my own voice. So like I was always the naysayer. I'm like, this is so dumb. But then I would use it the right way when I figured out which diameters worked and then I could hear it in my own voice. And I'm like, I feel so jilted, like years of my life. Like why, why have we, if the science has been around for 20 years, but it's kind of been kept in like the medical and like the voice rehabilitation side. Like it really wasn't ever brought out to the consumer in the general public, unless you were like a voice nerd reaching, you know, trying to figure things out. Sure. And so I just was like, I, it was never about starting a business. It was never about, um, like, Hey, I want to like rule the world of singing or whatever. It was more of, <laughs> I don't ever want anybody to like, not have this, like everybody needs to know. And I, I just, I started developing it and I didn't like the plastic coffee straws, like with the environment. So I was like, why don't we have a, a environmental friendly one? And so I just got with people to start creating it and really working with this, the scientist, Dr. Tietze to figure out why diameters and lakes matter, why it's not just a one size fits all. And that's, and then the other component was to like, okay, everybody's using a straw, but a straw only works the source. So like, how does this translate into actually voicing? Like, cause I'm, if I'm just getting the vocal cords, right. That doesn't help me when I'm singing or when I'm reading a dialogue or if I'm yelling on stage, like how does that work? And that's why we're like, Oh, we're going to do the voice cups with it because I can do all those things by keeping the benefit of what the straw does. And it just, ah. it trains the body to start doing it. And so it was kind of a two year process, like really trying to figure out what worked, what didn't work. And, you know, I learned a lot along the process, but it's been, you know, like hearing everybody's reviews and the game changing that it does and the, the effects of what's happening. It's, it's been really rewarding. So that's really, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 honestly I speak from experience using this and, and you know I came from the world of coffee straws and mm -hmm. just kind of like I have them here just as and again I I think what's so amazing about this too is nothing worse than contributing to the plastic uh, in in the world and stuff but you know these are the ones I used to start with I used to have like the coffee straw that I just mm -hmm. go into like my local bodega and be like hey can I just get a coffee straw I don't drink coffee but I would just go and get these you know years ago and then I'd get these and then eventually you know I started learning about you know products like yours and the various different diameters and what works mm -hmm. specifically for each person how to increase in difficulty or depending upon where your voice is so yeah. I really want people to see here and if you're watching this on video um, it comes in, you know, uh, we have two separate packages here. One is what's got the, the cups in here and one's got the, the, the actual straws yep. in here. And what I would love to do, and it comes in this awesome carrying case as well, so you always know where they are. It's honestly, <laughs> keeping something like this in your backpack is so key, yep. and I highly recommend you bring it to every single session. I've had directors, I, I speak from, from from experience, I've had directors, like, I'm doing like hardcore video game stuff, you know, typical Call of Duty-esque type of things where you're doing battle screams. I did a game, this specific game, where we, we had a a different category of screaming and they called it mayhem where it was called where it was blood curdling screams to the most extreme it, its own category i never heard of this and they were like 
do you have a do you have a straw? Anyone got a straw? I'm like, actually, I've got one in my bag. In the bag, like, oh great, we're gonna do straw phonation in between these things, so that way you don't hurt yourself and you make sure you're good. So, yep. it, it, this is the real deal, and and it's 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 the the research is there. I wanna, I, I really would love to uh, with Joe here as well. Because uh, yeah. obviously I'm a trained voice actor. Yeah. You know I'm not I'm not an expert in in, in strong phonation like you are, but uh, I know my way around it a little Perfect. bit. But I think it'd be fascinating to hear kind of the difference between myself and Joe. Yeah. My co-host here, and just to see how someone who is not typically using their voice in this capacity to see the difference if. Um, Maybe you want to walk us through these different straws first yeah, and kind absolutely. of talk what's what's in the bag here. There we um, go. Uh, we've got, what is this here? We've got three, four separate straws. Yep. And we've got the the, the cleaner, which is extremely <laughs> important. <laughs> which you definitely I, want. Yes, because these things can get very uh, Gnarly. dirty. Gnarly, yep. Um, so why don't you talk me through here, or talk us through. We've got four different straws here. What are they, and yep. um, what is the difference between them? Perfect. Okay, so the kit comes, obviously, with four straws. A lot of the, the research that you see will be like the coffee straw size, okay? And that's because yep. that's going to give us the uh, most amount of back pressure. But for people who aren't used to it, or an untrained singer, or an untrained uh, kind of vocalist, sometimes that is too small. And so that's why we have to figure out what size works. Yeah. How the diameter works is when the vocal folds come together, you have this like even and symmetric slap, but they have this amazing wave pattern that kind of like jellyfishes it out. Well, they're always an, there's always an open phase, okay, of how far the, the cords are. And the vocal cords are like the size of a nickel, essentially, mm. so that their vocal cords are very tiny. Tiny. Yeah, and so you got to get the diameter of the straw to be smaller than the actual open phase of the vocal cords, which gets okay. kind of sciencey, which is why the diameters matter, because it will matter on where we're at in pitch. It's going to depend on where we're at in our range. It's going to be, you know, like where we're feeling that day. Sure. Um, and we can go where you would change these around, but let's just figure out, okay, what's the right size for you? So, okay. Joe, for a minute, I want you to just, um, for one second, or you know, five seconds. I want you to just tell me Mary had a little lamb. I just want to hear where your voice is at, what it's doing, and just re repeat Mary had a little lamb for me. Mary had a little lamb. Keep going. The whose fleece was white as snow. Like say whose the whole fleece kind of was rhyme. white as snow. Keep oh, on. Can you on? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, we'll start again. Oh, take two. I'm your director. I want you to say, Mary had a little lamb whose fleece was white as snow, and everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. Okay. okay Joe okay. clearly isn't up to date on his nursery rhymes. <laughs> I'm like, that's a different podcast right there. <laughs> okay. Mary had a little lamb whose fleece was white as snow, and everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. Perfect. All right, Paul, will you do the same thing for me? Sure. Mary had a little lamb whose fleece was white as snow, and everywhere that Mary went, her lamb was sure to go. Perfect. Okay, so that kind of gives us a reference, which we can kind of listen to. All right, so I want you to take the big fat one. I lovingly call her Big Betty. Okay? Big Betty. Yep. And the one thing we want to do with any, any of the straws is you want to make sure that nothing is coming out of your nose. Let's kind of move that. So what we want to do is we want to make sure our jaw is nice and relaxed. Our tongue is nice and relaxed. We wrap our lips around the straw and we just kind of blow air and we plug our nose to make sure we don't have air coming out of our nose so that everything is funneling through that diameter. So just do it for a second. Okay. Once we know that's not happening, what I want you to do is pretend like we're starting a cold car. 
So we're gonna have kind of some energy, some effort with it. We're gonna do a and go low to high. Through here. So the sound and air is all funneling through here. And I just want you to pay attention what's happening in your throat. You may feel something, you may not. Yeah, and go as low as you can in your range to as high as you can in your range. And your voice cracks, totally normal. I'm out of breath already. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Okay, cool. Now, cool. we're going to do the exact same thing, but we're going to take the two that are smaller. So the two cocky okay. cross eyes, and we're going to do these at the same time. So we're going to do the same thing. Air funneling through here, sound funneling through there, cold car glide, low to high. And do that three or four times. Perfect. Did you guys notice a difference in the feeling inside your throat? Some may say yes, some may say no. Definitely like a tingling sensation a little okay. bit. Mm, definitely in terms of the space I think I have in my throat. I mean, that's the biggest thing I always notice, especially when I'm done with this. It just feels so different. Yep. It, it, there's no hindrance in kind of whatever the mechanics that are happening yep. here that I don't have the education yeah. to be able to speak upon. We're gonna, <laughs> but, I'm going to explain what's happening to it when we figure it out. Great. Hey, voice actors, just wanted to take a quick second from this episode to let you know about an amazing opportunity we have for Points of Experience listeners. We've teamed up with Voice123.com to get you all 15% off their premium membership starting with the $3.95 tier. Now, they also offer a free membership where you can check it out and see what they're about. But with the paid memberships, you're going to get access to more auditions. You're going to get your auditions faster. You're going to get better support. You can upload more samples. All of that is going to be available with the paid memberships. I've used it before in my career, and I've curated my own client list that I've still worked with today. I started making money. It's also a great opportunity for you to take a portfolio of this paid work and present it to agents or managers and say, hey, look, I'm professional, I'm bookable, I've made money doing this, and here are the jobs that I did it on in TV, radio, commercial, video games, animation. They have it all at Voice123. So go to voice123.com slash plans slash POX, and you're going to get 15% off their paid memberships if you are a first-time premium package buyer or looking to upgrade into a higher tier that you've never purchased before. I promise you it's a great place to start working. So check it out and start booking today. Now try just one coffee straw size. Do the exact same thing and tell me if you feel another difference. Yeah, what I loved about listening, because I could hear Paul better than I could hear Joe. Sorry about that, Joe. That's okay. Uh, but what I could hear is that first on that one, you could hear how the voice kind of crackled and kind of like, it kind of clunkied. Yeah. I, I just made that word up, clunkied. That's the word. Clunkied. It clunkied. Coined here. <laughs> but then by the third time you did it, you heard that it smoothed out. Right? Yes. So automatically, I know for you, we're now getting closer to the right size for you. Okay. okay, that voice cracking that's in there that you hear, a lot of people, it freaks them out because they're like, wait, my voice is cracking. That's actually a good sign because it's putting that back pressure in to align the way we need it to align. So mm. Joe, what did you feel? 
I my voice cracked like three times. I'm surprised you didn't hear that. <laughs> but like, yeah. well, I, I'm not just too loud, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I mean, pretty much the same thing. Honestly, you were spot on in your description, but Perfect. I definitely like in between the voice cracks though. I felt. Not like I was getting louder, but it was strong. I don't know how to describe it. it awesome. No, now let's take the long skinny one, and I call it the Slim Shady. Slim Shady. Okay. Slim Shady. I did not trademark it clearly, but I'm waiting to get in trouble <laughs> with that. But it's Slim Shady. Okay. All right. And we're going to do the same thing, and I want you to see if you notice any sort of difference in that. And let's can we do independently for a second so I can listen? So, Joe, let's have you go first for a second. Okay, no problem. Let me grab so the littlest one, right? Or the... Yeah, the, lo the long, skinny one. Okay, got it. Okay. Do you hear me? Yeah, I can. Yeah. So okay. what I can hear on that, when you go up into that higher pitch, and this is where you can, you know, people are so in tune to their sound. When we go into that higher, I can hear a slight squeeze happening in there. It's so like a... Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit. Now we know that size for you is too, it's not the right size because we don't want to feel that squeeze strain in there. We want to feel the back pressure. We want to feel the voice coming together. And typically we feel an expansion in the throat or like a popping, uh, popping is the wrong word, but like a an, a an expansion in there where it opens kind of like a frog when it, when it croaks, you can see that, feel that expansion mm. with the back pressure or pillowing in there. That's when we have it. But if we hear that squeeze strain, we know we're too small. Mm. Okay. So I want to have you stay on the one that's not the long skinny one. So just the one of the shorter. Okay. All right, Paul, let me hear you on your, that long right, skinny one. Let's go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now that doesn't surprise me that that's easy and good for you because of you're using straw phonation now. Yeah, that but I definitely the... felt the I felt the the change still even from the first again to the second. It came back again for that third one, and then so like, all right, the fourth yeah. one. Yeah, and sure so I'm that went clean. out. So that would be the long skinny one. I would say would be great for you right now to train on. Now, based yeah. on what we're working on, sound wise in a project, we might interchange those just a little bit, but mm. for a good warm up that will go so what happens is and why this works so let's talk let's talk the science in a broken down pattern please what happens is is the way we create sound is aerodynamic we have to have the breath to move the vocal cords to create the pitch and the tension mm. a healthy tension on the cords have to happen in order to create the sound when air comes up from the vocal cords it starts that vibration of the cords coming together <clears throat> so it's there See, I just cleared my throat. That's not even. It comes together, comes above the vocal cords, so we have all this extra air that's passing out through our mouth. Well, if we open our mouth, bleh, all that kind of air pressure escapes, and so we have to constantly keep a steady flow of creating pitch. But if we have our straw, so these are my lips, so if we have my straw right here and the lips are around it, all that air has to funnel through this little tube which means that we're elongating our vocal tract. We're getting this mm. length to help it. Well, what happens to all the air that can't go through at once? It funnels back into the mouth, back down on top of the vocal cords, so it forces this positive and negative pressure above and below, so we get this squaring up to have this even and symmetric slap. Mm. 
So that's why that diameter really matters because if it's too big, there's too much air that comes out, or if it's too small, we end up like pushing way too much to get into it. And that's what we don't wanna have happen. So it's always an interchanging system based on how our voice is feeling that day and what we're working on. Fantastic. And I'm glad we had Joe do this so we could kind of hear and see the difference between mm -hmm. people who are interested in getting into straw phonation or doing it themselves. So yeah. I would love to now move on to the, the next package Perfect. that comes here, which is the cups. Absolutely. And kind of, because I've actually never done the cups uh, personally, so this is going to be really fun and exciting for, for me to experience this for the first time. Um, what are these? Are there a difference between the two? Yep. And what exactly is it doing? And how do we do it? Yeah, obviously? perfect. So the white cup goes with Big Betty, because that's okay. the size of the diameter. The black okay. one goes with all the rest of them. Okay. Okay, so that's just how to keep them simplified so... and done. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with one of the the black You're one go then. With the black one, yep. And same with and you I'll... too, Joe. You're gonna go with the black one because we're using the one straw. And now, do gotcha. you push the whole thing out like yeah. this? So you pop it okay. out. So it's just like a kind of like a drinking cup, essentially. Yeah. And then you put. But the, it's got a hole in it, so don't fill it up yeah, with water. Yeah, fill it up with water. <laughs> put put the straw in. It should dangle. The straw does not go back in your mouth. It just great. It just kind of cups in there and just gently hangs through. Okay. So okay. what happens is, is again, the straw, it does not change vowels. It does not change articulation. It doesn't do any of that. That it, What yeah. we're fixing is really only the source, which is the vocal cords, okay? Okay. When we get that in the right balance, that expansion in the throat, it's kind of this uh, epilaryngeal space. So it's this kind of space above the larynx where we get to make and create and boost sound. Okay. Mm. What happens is, is we build this energy, this acoustic energy, which is called inertance. And it's, um, it's like when you're swinging on a swing and you just kick just right and you soar and you go high and you're like, yes, I did it. Or like a double bounce on a trampoline. You hit oh, yeah. it and you go flying. We're literally creating that energy in the vocal tract when we get that right size. So when we add the, the cup to it, we're still getting the benefit of what the straw does but I'm now able to sing uh, So if I, I'm gonna show you how I do it and then I'm gonna have you guys work it. So okay. today um, I taught a 10 hour day. I can tell my voice is tired. Like it's kind of, uh. it's kind of a little raspy right now, normal than what my, my day is. And I, you know, my history, I had two kids who got food poisoning last night. So I think I've only slept two hours last night. Okay, uh. So I'm, vocally tired okay i apologize you know, wow. I mean, you know, orange chicken. <laughs> we had orange chicken and it did not sit with them anyway okay as if, orange chicken sometimes does yes so <laughs> if i were to do this and i'm gonna do it in a song so you can hear it okay before and you'll I, hopefully you'll hear it so if i were to sing and i use this example all the time of um i'll do what do you decide? Do you want natural woman or do you want Sia's chandelier? Chandelier. Okay. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, chandelier. Gonna, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That song's hard for a female, so we're gonna see how. I'm pulling my vocal pants down. We're gonna see how this goes. <laughs> hey, you you offered it, okay? I I could have said and Whitney I, and Houston. I, and I'm gonna make you a believer right now. So if I were to go in and just sing it, and hopefully I don't blow it out. But if I were like standing on stage and I I'm gonna do the chorus and I'm going in like, um, I'm gonna sing. Okay. I'm gonna swing from the chandelier, from the chandelier. Now, 
I can feel that. That's not my normal imbalance. I can feel it. Okay. Sure. I believe you. I feel you. it too. So, that was amazing. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> how I would work this system, and this is how we work it in a session. So if you're having something that's high demand or high energy, you would take the straw that's your right size, and you're going to sing the melody through the straw. So okay. You can hear it crack. You can hear it cracking and I'm yeah. going with the same intensity and volume that I want to go. You can already hear my speech has changed already. Mm. It's a little bit more clear. I'm going to do it two more times. I lied. We'll do one just for time. So now I'm going to take this in here. Not again. Straw doesn't go in my mouth. I'm going to create a really tight seal so that air can't come around the sides. Okay. And I, you're going to hear that it gets muffly. If I talk, if I talk to you, it's very muffly. And you can feel the silicone in the cup pulse because uh -huh. I got a tight seal. Now I'm going to sing the words again with the same intensity. I'm going to sing on the chandelier, on the chandelier. Now I'm just going to try it. We'll see if you hear a difference. Okay. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. So you can hear how there's a clarity that's coming in. I can feel the difference where I'm not having to work as hard. But yeah. what's really amazing, if somebody wanted to just take this, get the visual and throw down the audio. So you're seeing the sound wave. Yeah. You're going to see that by using the cup and straw, we naturally compressed. So we didn't peak. We didn't spike. And what happens is it, it brings in what are overtones essentially to complete the pitch and sound so that an energy we're working more efficient, we're working more effective without having to have the squeeze strain or just the work to put into uh, it. Okay. That and makes so, so much sense. Yeah. So you try it now. So let's pick a phrase, um, whether you want to sing it or let's do like a loud phrase that you're talking. So if it's like, like, like a yell, like, so a video game, like Sergeant, sure. what are you doing? Or like, whatever you want to do, don't do, let's it do that yet. Don't do it with the cup yet. So let's go okay. in the process. So let's do whatever line is common. Tell it to me without the straw first so we can hear it before. Okay. Let's just for the sake of it. And this is a great uh, thing for us to do since you did the singing and I'll just only yeah. embarrass myself, but let's do, uh, um, uh, uh, let's do, like you said, Sergeant, uh, we're under attack. That's under, or uh, Sergeant, we're under heavy fire. Cause that's okay, pretty sure. more, that's yeah, so give me. I want, I want to hear it with the same energy effort. If you were, if I was your director, I said, lay that down, let's do it in one take. What would that be? All right. We're going to go for it yeah. right now. So I'm going to have to lower my mic a hair here. Okay. All right. Sergeant, we're under heavy fire! Perfect. Okay, so now I want you to take the straw, and we're going to do the same thing in there. So in the pitch, you're not going to be able to articulate it, but like... Okay. okay. Yep, one more time. Perfect. Now get the cup and straw with it. And okay. again, take a tight seal, so it's going to go around your chin. Oh, no. Do the same thing, same energy, same intensity. All right, this is good. we're good here. This is good. Yep. All right. Sergeant, we're under heavy fire. 
Perfect. One more time. So good! We're on the heavy fire! Now take it away and do it just normal now. Sergeant! We're under heavy fire! Can you feel that difference? Wow. I do, especially on the on the, 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 the beginning end of it. I didn't have any kind of... I mean, again, that's a whole other conversation we can have about screaming. And Actually, we will shortly have that conversation. Okay. Um, but I could definitely feel it was there was less tension, less restriction, um, whether that's the flaps in my vocal cords, like you were saying, the larynx, uh, not having that hindrance. I felt it definitely in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And that's because we're setting it up um, because that back pressure is coming in. So we're getting that even slap and we're creating yeah. that space to open up so we don't have to work as hard. So now think of doing that where you're like in a session for four hours trying to drill that out. How yeah. you would work that would be like, okay, cool. Let me just do it. Literally from the experiences that I've heard from like, you know, cause I work regularly with six professional VO artists right now that do a lot of stuff. Their directors have reached out to me and they're like, normally where it could take like six takes to get it, we're getting them in one and two. And that's it Amazing. because it's, it's pain. So it's taking that amount of effort into something, you know, that that's more feasible without having the wear and tear. So after you were to do something like that, you would want to take the straw without it for a second and just do that car glide. That's it. You're rebalanced. You could go into the next one because you just Amazing. got rid of the rock in your shoe. Yes. So, and Mindy, as a non-voice actor, just like spectator here, because you guys yeah. are just I, – I couldn't do what you do. But how <laughs> long would you say something like that would last like for a take? So if you do the voice draw in the cup, like before you have to do another line, would you say it would last? Like I don't, I don't, I don't know, like time wise, but uh... so I mean, typically you would do it once. Like you're like, hey, here's my line. Let me try it. You go in and do it. Usually you can get numerous takes with that. You'll the right. the, the the artist will understand. Like, okay, hang on a second. <clears throat> it's feeling a little gunky. You yeah. just take that car glide, balance it out again. You can go back into it. And so it literally, it will cut your sessions honestly down in half because you're going to get better takes out the gate. Amazing. Absolutely. Joe, I think this is a great time for us to uh, let's let's try and get our video message yes. or video question up for Mindy. Let's see if that works. And if not, we'll read it aloud. Hi, Mindy. My name is Allie, and I have a question about vocal technique when it comes to anything strenuous or screaming or shouting for any kind of voice acting or even for singing. Um, anything that you might recommend to do to take care of your voice before and after a session like that? And anything that you might suggest during the process to sort of make sure that you're doing healthy things for your voice while you're doing that kind of strenuous vocal technique and how to sustain it? <laughs> yes. Okay. So the first thing we always want to watch in the scream is you want to make sure that you're not feeling it on the actual vocal cords. Cause there's a difference of a scream where you're going with that scream in there over and over versus a, which is not on the vocal cords. So if mm. we can start figuring out how to create the scream without the compression on the cord, way more healthy. Okay. Same thing would be with this. So um, I'm going to do a screen for you to show you how that kind of works, but I'm going to back away because I don't have the level on my mic. <laughs> but um, I have this like really heavy, heavy, heavy death scream that I can do in here, which can go through it. I'm going to do the same thing where I'm going to pick the pitch of the, you know, if I, if my scream is a, 
Yeah, okay, I got it. Okay, so I'm gonna take it here where it's high. You can hear it kind of pop into it. <coughs> Excuse the tickle. <laughs> you can start hearing where I'm adding distortion to it with the scream component, but everything's funneling there. There we go. So now I'm gonna take the cup with it. And then I'll do it without it. <coughs> it's been a long day, but I'm gonna <laughs> do it. Huh? Ah! And I can rattle, ping it. You can hear how it has a lot of tone to it. Yes. And get it through because I got it sourced the right way. So now mm. I know, cause I know my voice, you can hear how it's kind of changed in speech right now because of that extreme. I'm gonna do that car glide again. Now I'm back to where I need to be. So you can uh, hear how my voice just dropped back into optimum pitch. So now in terms of a cool down, you've just mm -hmm. done that. You've just done that workout. And thank you, Allie, for the question. What is the things you should be doing besides, you know, the what are the things you should be doing to take care of your voice after a session, but specifically after a scream session? Yeah. So after a scream session, this is where I would bring Big Betty into play. Mm -hmm. You know, something that's super heavy because what we need to have is vibration through here. But I would put this in a in a bar, in a jar of water or a glass of water. So I'm blowing okay. a little bit of bubbles. The thing with a cool down is it's opposite of the warm up. When you do a vocal warm up you have small scale patterns, essentially, like smaller increments, and then we go full range of motion. Mm. You go out, do your acrobatics, a cool down, we start with long range of vocal motion back into short. So we go mm. opposite of what a warm up is. So I would take Big Betty, I would put her in water, and I would have just light bubbles going and do the same thing of the low as I can to as high as I can, low as I can, yeah, perfect. You okay. might get, you might want to take a sip because that will probably blow over because it's pretty high. Uh, you want the straw to be submerged in maybe about four inches of water. That will help you. Perfect. Yeah. Now just start mm. going low to high for me. Yeah, you just do that a few times. You can do it in your car, in the break room. Yeah. Now I would always say sing a song that's short. Like a, you can sing the mm. alphabet. You can sing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, something that's shorter, that's not like huge motion, but it's more sure. where we are in speech. And then we're, that's literally it. Like a, a cool down doesn't have to be super long. It's just, we want to get yeah. back into that balance. Amazing. And I'll spare everybody's ears from hearing me sing my ABCs, but <laughs> that's wonderful things to know. Just do um, it backwards. Z. <laughs> I, I, I end, I, I, my brain stops after ZYX. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> Amazing. So I also want to let people know we're also going to be in the, the, the description of this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, we're going to be offering 10% off to points of experience listeners, thanks to Mindy and yeah. the Voice Draw team. So if you are interested in buying, which I highly recommend you do, the Voice Draw, check out the link in the description. You'll get 10% off this and it will be your favorite thing, your favorite tool in your arsenal, especially if you're a voice actor. And like she said, I'm, a, I'm actually a friend of Anjali's. I saw you work with hers, yeah. the voice of Symmetra 
everybody who is working in this industry and is doing it correct, I guarantee you, has done this or is doing it. There's really no other way that we've figured out yet. But maybe we'll figure yeah. out another crazy thing that we do where we, uh, I don't know, we, you know, we, we, we go up upside down and, and sing certain yeah, notes. It'll we work. had the we had the opportunity, which is like wicked crazy. And I hope I'm able to like present on it again in, in the near future. Mm-hmm. But so there's a VO artist by the name of Sissy Jones. I don't know who knows her, who doesn't know Absolutely. her. So Sissy's one of my clients. But we had the opportunity to go in and get a, a, a camera down her nose and see what's happening when she goes into efforts. And so mm-hmm. we can see the contortions, we can see the compression, we can go everything. And we did this big panel <laughs> workshop where it was like, here's how it looked before the straw. Here's how it looks with doing the straw. So we did these like before and afters just to measure what happened. And then we measured the sound waves to see how they changed as well. And it was like this dramatic difference as what it was. And so it really is something that helps keep longevity, Mm. you know, like in here. And, you know, as voice artists, like that's your tool. It's your moneymaker. If it goes out, you're not making money. And so you have to make sure that we're staying on top of it to make sure that you can effectively and effortlessly go in to create the projects that you need to do. A hundred percent. Where where can people, and are you still offering? I know you, it, it, you were offering private coaching lessons. Mm-hmm. Is that something you're still doing with people if they're interested in working with you specifically? Yeah. How do people go about uh, finding you or, or requesting you to, yeah. to work with you? So, Well, two things. If they purchase the kit off of your site with a discount, it actually comes with a physical warm-up. Mm. that will go in there it's very general i mean everybody's voice is a finger that's this correct uh well that's a pamphlet but you'll get like an a download audio with the got it exercises which hopefully you had if not i'll, I'll send it to you again but um, i believe i do we'll show that in we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll scroll so through it, at, there, it but right it now. has like a physical workout that's general so it's okay. just a general base for those if you want something that's more specific people can find me just by going to my name mindypack.com you can fill out the contact form and a lot of VO people you know, over the last like two years, we've done like a one-off session where I listen to your voice, I figure out what the pattern is, and we come up with a customized plan for you mm. so that you have it, a warm-up and cool-down. And then it's just maintenance if we need to, or I have affiliates of the voice draw all over the world that we can set those up as well for people who you know may need some extra help or just need an extra ear. Amazing. Are you, I know you said you work in Burbank. Are you working in person with clients yet or is that soon to be? Yes, you are. Amazing. I just started back. um, It's been weird because I haven't been able to because of my touring contracts. Sure. But those just opened up now that the world kind of opened back up. So yeah, so I have a studio in Burbank just off of Magnolia that I use. Um, And so yeah, if you guys want to get on the list for when I'm in person, um, just fill out that contact form and you'll get an email that says, hey, we're in town, let's book. Um, or, you know, online's awesome. We can effectively do it as well. Unless you need me to stretch your tongue, then we need to be in person. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's a quick thing I want to talk about before we end here. You talked about you're also a trained uh, massage therapist. And in what ways are you incorporating the massaging? Like, what are the main areas of tension you're you're seeing, I guess, with, with people? And what are you working out or helping to relieve yeah. tension? So it's really interesting because in massage school, you're typically taught not to go inside the neck like it's very superficial Mm. and for us as acrobatics like we're lifting the larynx we're shifting it we're moving it to get in there and so and there's so many muscles in there that we have to figure out that they're back in resting length 
So when I work with somebody, it's not just coming in and getting a massage. I'm looking at, you know, for the most part, it's from ribs up. So I'm making sure we're looking at your posture because everything, especially through COVID, is we're hunched forward because we're at a desk, we're on a computer here. So what we're doing is shortening here, but elongating the back. And we need to get this opened up so that it's not pulling the larynx out of a weird position. So I'm looking at the diaphragm. I'm looking at the ribs. I'm looking at your clavicle. I'm even inside your armpit, just based on attachments that are happening inside your neck. We're moving the larynx around the hyoid bone, which is right here. And then literally all the muscles going up into the tongue. My hands are in your mouth, stretching your tongue uh, because of the main articulators, the way the tongue anatomy is comes in, it sits on the hyoid bone. If this ball kind of this fat part of the tongue is tight, it's going to give you fatigue because it's yeah. pulling the larynx weird. Um, TMJ. So like if, you know, people have TMJD, like going inside that TMJ joint, you know, in here to open everything up. So we're just looking at everything based on what maybe symptoms or fatigue, you know, people are having, you know, as an artist, but there is a correlation, like people who have had a knee injury around four months later, it will, it will manifest the voice being in some sort of where it feels tight or tense and they can't have the longevity of what's happening. It's so funny because you, you said the word vocal athlete and I, it's going to be my new favorite phrase from now on because you, you think about professional athletes, you see them in the training room, they're constantly getting iced, worked out by physical therapists. These are people working at the top of their game. And then you think about specifically for me, voice, voice artists, voice actors, they just go to work, they come home, and there's no real kind of maintenance outside of kind of your own self-care. And to, to think that so many of us, I mean, granted, there is a very big pay discrepancy between some of these jobs, between some maybe working in the MLB versus working as a voice actor. So I understand that, but it kind of requires all of these hands on deck to a degree. It, there's so much going on in your body and to take care of, to adjust, to redefine, rehabilitate in some senses. Yep. It's like, I, I think it's something that we, we are missing out on that can unlock uh, kind of more of our potential or, or, or allow us to do this much longer. 100%. And that, I think the thing is, is we need to normalize that. Yeah. Because you know, there's like forums where like, you are not a vocal athlete and you get the people like, you just sit in a booth all day. But what you're doing when you look at that correlation of how many times those are coming together to create sound. Um, I mean, high school players have a physical therapist on their teams to help. Yeah. Them. Like the, you guys, this is a profession. So why are we not taking it professionally? So, I mean, we can talk like the number one thing that I personally feel every VO, every, well, I'm going to say VO, but voice professional needs to have is you need to be intimate with this vocal, with your vocal cords. And that would require you really connecting to an ENT or a laryngologist. There is a difference and getting a picture of your vocal cords when you're healthy. It's not mm. just when you're in crisis or when you're sick, but really when you're healthy, because when something happens, cause it will happen because of the demand that's on there. When something happens, we can look at healthy and then we can see what's happening you know, when we're in distress so that we can get back to that healthy. And Amazing. so that's an expense or something that everybody, you know, if you're really a professional voice person, you need to have an anti laryngologist. And the reason why I say laryngologist is a laryngologist is someone who did two years outside of ENT school, specifically on the voice. A normal ENT only does like three weeks worth of voice disorder stuff. Huh. A laryngologist is specifically voice and the one I recommend in California is Dr. Rena Gupta. She's the best. 
we're going to put the, their information yeah. in the description because that's so, so yep. important. And her vocal health right there. And yeah. it's, it's worth the investment to have her on your side. And then if, and if you're not in LA, like you can message me and I can connect you. There's a, a really great referral source for people in voice. I can reference, I can help you find someone in your area through our connections of having that. Amazing. We've already mentioned this, but we'll also have Mindy's links at mindypack.com and obviously Mindy Pack on social media, I believe, yep. on Instagram and stuff too. So please get connected, follow, and Let's all that friends. stuff. Yes, yes. I mean, this information <laughs> has been so, so valuable. Um, I think we've learned so much. And I'm going to – the the final question, because I know people are going to be insanely mad if I don't ask it. One of the most common things for voice actors, mouth clicks. We hear about, you know, eating green apples. I'm sure you've heard people bring this up to you before. It's kind yep. of like the, the bane of many voice actors' existence. Yep. What is your what is your diagnosis or your regimen prescription? What have you for I'm, dealing I'm, with these I'm things? I'm pulling up the source here. Mouth clicks to get it. One of the, um, one of the you know, so a lot of it is, is the, it's dehydration. We're not getting mm. enough hydration in there. So a lot of times when you have the mouth clicks, it's because everything inside is dry. And so your uh -huh. body's naturally trying to create the spit or whatever going into it. Sure. So first thing is nebulize so we can get everything nice. And I hate the word moist, but we want to get it nice and moist. Moist. I know. We love it. <laughs> the other one is I love this throat spray called the Superior, uh, Superior Vocal Health, the Throat Saver. Okay. Um, if you have that, I think that one place in Toluca Lake that's like the mailbox place with vocal yeah. care. <laughs> yeah. They, they carry it there, but you can also get it online, but it's superior vocal health. It's called Throat Saver. It's an herbal blend, and it's been known to have dramatic effects for people that are having mouth clicks in there. And the other product that I like, um, let me look it up. Cause it's, I don't want to say it wrong. It's called Fontes. Take your time. Fontes. F-O-N-T-U-S. And what I love about them is they are dry mouth lozenges and they're natural uh, and they have like some really healthy healing components like the teas and stuff with like Manuka honey, all of that. And so that helps get everything nice and, and lubed up. So those three things would be the ones for mouth clicks if you're experiencing it. I'm so glad we got to sit down, sit down and chat with you. This has been so informative, not just uh, to me. I, I've learned so much. I'm sure Yay. Joe has been absolutely blown away and is like, my gosh, what have I got myself into here? <laughs> but for everybody listening, watching, I highly recommend wa watching this episode because we are doing everything that you have heard in the episode. Um, Mindy. What, is there anything else you want people to know? Uh, other places they should find you, things that are coming up, maybe some seminars, anything. Where uh, uh, YouTube, uh, is there any other information of yours they should be digesting? Yeah, well, I mean, if you want, I mean, I'm putting on free workshops, webinars all the time through um, either Voice Draw, my own studio, or I'm partners with Dr. Gupta with a company that's all on voice education called the Savara Project. Mm. So we're always hosting stuff. And so make sure to like, just get on our email list because we will always be putting information out there, you know, for these things. Um, I think the biggest thing is that you need to advocate for your own voice. You know, if you're not looking out for it, your director's not looking out for it. And so, and I know that's incredibly difficult in a situation where you may feel not empowered or like I need this job, but yeah. You need to advocate for your own voice because if we're going to try and get regulations or if we're going to start streamlining or if we're trying to really get it so that we are considered as professionals, 
we need to start advocating for ourselves. And so that means, you know, like really taking the tools in for ourselves. It's really understanding what your tool is about and just like being very, very proactive. So be proactive instead of reactive and you'll probably have a much longer, you know, career. So, you know. What a gift, Mindy. Uh, Thank you from the bottom of our hearts here. And I think this is going to be one of the most informative episodes we are going to have here. And it's so early in the Points of Experience podcast. So thank you so much. I have loved it and I would love to do more again. So if you think of any other nerdy conversations, I love nerding out. So I appreciate the opportunity to literally talk about something that I love so much. So thank you. Done and done. We will definitely have you back. Mindy, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) There he is. We're back. Hey. He was uh, the, the, the... the voice of of the om the omniscient the omnipotent what's that word omnipotent i'm i'm the i'm the present voice that had no Here picture but we figured it out uh yeah we uh sorry about that everybody joe's beautiful face is now here gracing us after we Hello. figured that out after our wonderful conversation with mindy pack you know what i'm happy she didn't get to see me uh cracking my my voice and destroying (laughs) myself because i have no idea what the heck i was doing that whole time fumbling with your straws and (laughs) great product but you know yeah i i am not a good singer so Mm. i don't think anything could could help (laughs) well that's what i was really hoping to do is we were going to get you to sing uh chandelier i was was hoping we would get to, to get to that but you know time and everything so you you survived you got out of that one. Um, I really do mean it when Voice Draw is a, a product that I would endorse even if we weren't uh, working with right. them. And again, just to say it again, check out the link in the description. If you want 10% off the Voice Draw, go to it. I, I You should be buying this anyway, but the fact that we can get you guys 10% off is something I'm really proud and happy to be uh, partnering with Win- Mindy and, and the Voice Draw people with because this is something you need. And protecting yourself and your voice no matter what it is you're doing again even if you're a streamer a gamer public speaker somebody who is constantly using their voice there will come a time where you're gonna start running into problems and that's why you could hear the difference between me and joe even in that small (laughs) example that we had in terms of the the uh the level of difficulty that the straw type that you're using because I've been doing this for so long, I, I've had various different uh, voice straws. I've, like I've said, I've used the coffee straws. I've used the 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 big fat <laughs> these squiggly ones, you know, the 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 spring <laughs> ones here. And you know, I, I'm never even gonna throw these out because I care about turtles. I love the turtles, and like turtles. Uh, I'm not gonna harm them. I like turtles. <laughs> so you know check out voice draw um and and definitely follow mindy because she's got videos all over the place that will be breaking down and explaining uh some of this stuff what do you think joe did you did you feel a difference I in that did definitely you definitely felt a difference i felt like there were things happening in my throat and it was i i haven't experienced some anything like this you know that so and i'm sure yeah you know the viewers know too that you're the voice guy and I am not. <laughs> but well, that's why I thought it was really yeah. great. No, it was. It definitely made a difference for real. All right. Well, now let's hear you sing Chandelier since we have our our, our moment uh, right, right now. I'm Should just we, gonna. We get a, we get a taste well, of I it? think my cat my camera's stopped. 
<laughs> oh, now the mic doesn't work. The, the, the mic and camera no. don't work? Oh, gosh. <laughs> mic, I cannot believe how awesome that sounded, too. Like, on the spot. That was just mm. pure talent right there, too. I was starting to feel bad. She's like, yeah, I've had a 10-hour day oh. or whatever it was, and now I'm going to scream for you all. So <laughs> make sure you all in the comments of this of this one uh, thank her or, or yeah. on her social media because that was uh, quite the display. And uh, I'm glad I didn't have to do it because that would have been embarrassing. <laughs> she, um, she was putting me on the spot. I thought she was going to make me sing Chandelier next. <laughs> we would have had our viewers yeah. just jump off a cliff at that point. No, because that would have been the clip. That would have been the YouTube clip we used. Would have been Maybe, that one. Yeah, I guess, you know, at, at my expense, I suppose. You got to yeah. make sacrifices, huh. you know, for the greater good. Yeah, sometimes you do. Well, we also got, like, a nice laundry list of, of things to check out and buy. Um, a nebulizer. I've never even heard of that before. That? Yeah, I I did hear of the, like, sinus machine she was talking about. but So that's different. There's a difference between a neti pot and a sinus right. cleaner, she was saying, I think, yeah. too. I didn't know that, so that's interesting. That's um, fascinating, I guess. <laughs> right. Have you ever done a neti pot? I have. I was scared at you first. Ha- yeah? Here's here's something you don't hear every day. So okay. if you were to use that in, like, a lake or a pond, you could get a brain-eating amoeba that will kill you in your brain. Huh. You hear that, So, viewers? cautionary tale? Yeah, I'm Did trying you try to help doing this people. in a lake. I, oh, <laughs> I listen. I heard it from some crazy guy in an alley once, and I'm sure it was true. Yeah. No, I, I definitely believe that, and and definitely please make sure you're using <laughs> distilled water or so, boiling water too. Because so like, I was in know. my house, and I was like, "Does the tap water have brain-eating amoebas, or, or should I?" Just <laughs> oh do my this? god. Yeah, I, I did it. Spoiler. Yeah. I, I, when I did it recently, I was like, because uh, you want to have that steady drip as it's coming out of yes. your nose, and I was crying because it was so built up, and I was only getting like, bloop, <laughs> bloop, and I was crying because it was burning um, so bad. So, yeah, fun times. Fun try time. it out. Don't knock it till you try it. Um, Great times. Cool. That was that was a fun one. I hope you all learned something. It was. Uh, next time, we'll make sure Joe's camera's working before we start the uh, the episode. Yeah? <sighs> yeah. Lesson learned. Take it. All right, everybody. Uh, that was another fantastic episode of the Points of Experience podcast. If you have questions, you want to be featured as a video, um, a video message. What, what they should email us at info at points of experience podcast Would you like to trade um, in your existence for a digitized existence? Then let us know. Me? Oh, that too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we can digitize your like, existence here on the podcast. I was like, is it? Is this another uh, uh, sponsor that I don't know about? Are we are we digitizing people yet now? <laughs> oh gosh! Only uh, for the moment, for a limited time, we are now. You can get yourself digitized <laughs> exactly. into like a little Obi Wan Kenobi uh, projection. Uh, yeah, send us in your questions. That'll be cool. And uh, check out some of our sponsors or the referral links in the description. Um, and last but not least, make sure you subscribe to us on all the podcasts and uh, YouTube platforms. Um, yes. Anything else? This was a fun one. And I can't wait to be back. Alrighty. Yeah. Until next week, that is it for the Points of Experience podcast. Take care now. Thanks for listening to Points of Experience, everybody. Don't forget to check the description for 10% off the voice draw. This episode was hosted by Paul Castro Jr., engineered by Joe Scully. 
edited by Keith Neku Lawson, produced by Samit Derg, and brought to you by Neat Microphones and Turtle Beach. Thank you.